0: and the Valley. Also on the web at As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era
1: Live with Icon, Granny Hofstra, and Big Swing.
2: If you hear the sound of that great tune, I guess it means it's time for Monday night Attitude Air Live every Monday night here on 89.1 KENS FM, and we are rocking with a good show here tonight. As always, we have uh, Granny Hulkster with us. Hello, Granny. How are you?
3: Uh, pretty good. I... I'm i getting a lot of feedback right now.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to fix that, hopefully. And uh we have Matthias. How are you
3: well, you know, after a uh long work week, a nice relaxing weekend out of town and you know after going in early four hours early for work today, you know what i'm ready to have another great show here on eighty nine
2: point one ken's f m well, you know we always bring uh we always bring the best uh of the show tonight we had uh We had one guest booked unfortunately, she had two uh canceled because uh or not canceled but postponed because she's uh uh having some um health issues so we understand that but we will uh get uh the wife of animal on with us eventually and uh but tonight we have mma's ashley gambino and we have uh stuntman Annie chang and we have uh muscles and fitness cover gal Sharon uh Bruno, and uh this is gonna be a good show. Um, but let's just get into this. Uh the first guest will be calling here in about uh fifteen minutes or so so we can get catch up on it on everybody. Uh let's start with uh, Matthias. How was uh what did you uh you do any interesting wrestling things? Any more uh human pincushion matches or anything like that?
3: Well, not yet I've actually uh, I actually got to go to Minot this weekend and do a nice relaxing weekend hanging out with a buddy who flew in from maine, got to have my fat frog, and got to show off my e w i Diamond championship all over town. Then I proceeded to go to the ring yesterday and train for about six hours, so I'm a little beat up, a little sore, but can't complain about that. But I'm just uh, preparing myself to uh, get a future EWI, or not EWI, BZW Championship
2: match after I win the Rumble on May 15th. And uh, now you you obviously know who the competitors are for this, and uh, we are wanting here at the... Uh, 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 89.1 Ken's FM and uh, Attitude Air Live, uh, all our listeners all over the world, across the country and uh, uh, around the globe. Uh, We all wish you uh, the best in that endeavor, and uh, we definitely are hoping that uh, you'll have a great victorious story to tell us um, when we have you on the air. And I'm the, looking
3: for my uh, – I've decided to wear my gold chain tonight that's still missing its centerpiece because some fan decided to uh, take it at the inaugural PWA show, and they have yet to return it.
2: Well, you know, uh, and we're we're still looking for that. We still have a little uh, award out there. Uh, everybody knows how to contact me if you have it. And, you know, it makes me sick, Icon, you know. The, guys like me
3: who can afford something as beautiful as that – and somebody in the crowd just jealous of everything I can be and everything I've become. I mean I am North Dakota number one heel. I am the man from your woman's dreams and your worst nightmares. And he just decides, you know what? I'm gonna take something to somebody else. Just a common little thief, a Fargo thief. But you know what? I will find him. I'll get my peace back and you know I might have to rough him up a little bit. We'll have to see what goes
2: on. Well you know the thing is uh there were fans from all over, so they might not have been from Fargo, but here's the thing. Uh, if you have it and you're listening to the show uh you can uh you know how to contact me you can return it to me no questions asked and i will return it to the rightful owner and uh, uh i won't uh, you don't have to i won't tell them who you are you don't have to tell me who you are but if we uh if you have it bring it back to me and i'll get it back to the owner and granny um you know i are you still having that wrestlemania trip hangover
4: Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm you know I'm I'm recuperating. You know I've just I've had a lot going on. We had um, a couple back-to-back weeks of wrestling cause shows in Tulsa, and I'm actually going to Bristow, Oklahoma this weekend. Um, I was approached by the promoter for Body Progression Wrestling, and apparently they are having A former WWE star, formerly known as Fandango, he goes by Dirty Dango now. He's going to be making an appearance at Body Progression Wrestling in Bristol, Oklahoma on Saturday. And I guess they're going to be doing some sort of special YouTube taping. I'm not sure what all's going on. Um, They're working out all the details. But I was approached Saturday night, and I was asked to come over Friday and um come to where the venue is and they're going to be having Granny do something special Saturday. I'm not sure exactly what it is I'm going to be doing if I'm going to be guest ring announcing a match or possibly even doing an interview. I'm I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be doing, but I was asked to be there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, David and I are going to spend the night, Friday night, and probably Saturday night because the last two weekends of driving back from Tulsa and getting home at 1 o'clock in the morning was just um, wearing me out. So, you know, like I said, I've, I've and I've got to go to my mom's the end of this month, um, bring her down to spend some time with my son for about a week or so and then take her back to Kansas. So... Granny's had a very busy schedule the last few weeks so but I'm good other than that i'm good so
2: now um, you um i i don't think uh, uh Sylvester j. fox would ever be invited to something like that but if he if he was per se uh what would you uh bring him some uh homemade cookies probably
4: not if if it's Sylvester J. Fox, he probably would not want my cookies. So, you know, he's probably scared of facing Granny face to face. You know, but we'll see.
2: Well, um, I'll, I'll let you in on this now. Uh, he has, he he has, uh, you know, you uh, you have challenged him several times on uh, the show here, and uh, he has finally accepted the challenge, and uh, wow. he said the only way. The only way that he would do this and talk about this is if he's live in studio. And uh, he will be live in studio with us. Uh, I'm not going to release a date yet because, you know, like all wrestling matches, cards are subject to change. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But he's scheduled to be in studio with us, and he knows what the rules are uh, because I have the way to cut off the microphone at any time. And uh, it will be a professional, nice conversation. And uh, our fans will want to tune into that because uh, it, sh- it could get pretty interesting. Um, you know, we hope that uh, you guys will be able to uh, work out your issues and your differences and anything else that you guys hey, want to I talk about. Hey, I have no
4: issues with anybody. You know, like I said, I... I am who I am. I'm I'm nobody special. I'm just me. Sylvester J. Fox, if he wants to be cordial to me, that's great. If he doesn't want to be cordial to me, that's okay too. I you know, this isn't the first time that I have went round and round and round with Sylvester J. Fox. So and I'm sure it's not gonna be the last time, so
2: Well, that's why that's why, granted, we want to get you up here. Uh so we can uh well uh have you uh go face to face with the Adventure Day Fox, which would be really interesting. And uh there's also a little a certain little buddy that is still looking forward to seeing you and you know I who know, I'm referring to. I
4: know and I'm looking forward to seeing my sweet little
2: Homer too, so and uh uh we have promised little Homer, uh the official puppy dog of Attitude Air Alive that uh We'll get you a we'll get you a room at uh, one of our sponsors, which would be WoodSpring Suites, and uh, they is uh, pet friendly there. So we'll let you have one whole day with Homer when you're here.
4: Oh, that would be wonderful.
2: And I know that he's looking forward to that because uh, he loves his granny, and uh, you know we uh, we want to make that happen because uh, Homer is just a loving little puppy dog. And uh, he's waiting to meet Granny, and we're going to make that happen. So our first guest will be calling in here in uh, just a few minutes. I want to catch everybody up to uh, what's going on with me, Uh, working as many jobs as I do. uh, I don't really have much time to get out and get into any trouble or anything, but uh, unfortunately... uh, my favorite basketball team the Timberwolves lost out so they were eliminated. Uh currently the uh the St. Louis uh is one to nothing over the Minnesota Wild 907 left in the first. Uh my favorite baseball team the Minnesota Twins have been playing lights out it seems like lately. And uh my uh favorite uh football team and I believe Matthias is uh, also uh had a great draft. Uh I know there's a lot of people that were questioning some of their draft moves, but uh you know, when they traded down to get more picks, the guy that they picked up is the guy that they wanted. And uh you know uh and granny, uh how did the how did the Kansas City Chiefs do in the uh draft?
4: Well, I actually didn't get to, you know, really watch it or really hear much about it so I'm not exactly sure Um, I know they've I mean uh, I know that they you know did get some people I'm just not sure exactly how many or who I mean like I said I just didn't really get a chance to really keep up with it this year thank you, Raiders didn't have to play that you know, but Icon, yeah, I will pick- be right back. I'm going to have okay. to uh, step off for a few minutes, and but I will be back shortly, so.
5: Oh, thank God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, shut up, Matthias.
4: You're, you, can, you and Icon could do the show all by yourself tonight, you know, which I'm sure that would make you very, very happy.
2: Yes. N- no. As a matter of fact, it would. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Um,
4: I will be right but back. But
2: anyway... All right. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. uh, This would be a good time to take a timeout anyway, so let's take a quick little timeout, and then our first guest will be on with us. Uh, Give us uh, 30 seconds to hear from one of our great sponsors. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange. Is an extended stay, pet friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full size bridge, and microwave, plus a big 40 inch flat screen TV with free Wi Fi. You can book a room at 701 582 1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And we do want to thank Woodspring Suites for sponsoring Attitude Air Live Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM, and also we want to thank Scott Helmras for doing that voiceover. Great voice, a great guy. I've known him since I was a kid. He's a real nice guy. So if you are looking for a great uh, place to stay when you're in Fargo, North Dakota, at Wood Spring Suites is the place. They're pet-friendly. They have kitchenettes in every room, big fridges, big TVs, and they have a great front desk staff So and a great GM. So everybody, if you're in Fargo, Wood Spring Sweets is a place to stay. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it looks like we have our first guest stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the reason why MMA is as high as rated as it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you just an all-out butt kicker. She is the one. She is the only. She is Ashley Gambino.
6: Hey, this is Ashley Gambino. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, The Icon, The Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and The Modern Nightmare Matthias.
2: Awesome. So how are you today, Ashley?
6: I'm doing fantastic, actually. How about you guys?
2: Well, good. Uh, we appreciate you being able to uh, join us on such short notice. Um, it was awesome to have you. Uh, but what we're going to do here is if you want to give us a little background about yourself and then we'll, uh, then we'll, uh, have some fun with the interview.
6: Okay. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So I'm sure. a mother. I have three children. Um, I'm a wife. I'm also a pro fighter. I've debuted in pro boxing, but not pro MMA yet. Um, I'm also a blue belt in jitsu and I've been training for a long time in between injuries and having my babies but I have no intentions on stopping.
2: So let me ask you this being a uh being a mother of 3 and uh uh being married and uh being an MMA fighter um if you ask your husband to do the dishes and he doesn't uh, do you practice some moves on him? <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's not like that he's actually taught me almost the, most of what i know and and has been my main coach since i started
2: oh okay well that well you know uh i i hope you understand i was just joking on that i um no uh, it's, okay. I,
6: it's okay it's a running joke for female mma fighters that are in relationships i get it
2: <laughs> well yeah because i mean uh I have seen your husband. I know he's bigger than me and uh it wouldn't take much for him to bench press me. So, uh uh my apologies if uh I upset you and
6: uh no, I am don't now I'm upset. upset at all. Don't worry.
2: Okay. Well, good cuz I, I I I can move out of my location real quick. But anyway, uh <laughs> so anyway, we have we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. This is uh our uh, first interview of the night. We have uh uh Ashley Gambino. So, being in what does what got you into uh, MMA?
5: Um,
6: it, it was actually pretty random. My husband, a long, long time ago, I, let me think. It was about 10 years ago now, actually, now that I'm really thinking about it. It's crazy. It's been about a decade since I started training. And my husband was watching Ronda Rousey. And she just reminded him so much of me. And he asked if I had ever thought about trying to fight. And, um... I mean, I didn't. I I never really thought about it at that point. But I went to the library that day, and I looked up all the stuff, and I came home with books about martial arts and stuff, Eddie Bravo's jiu-jitsu book. Uh, BJ Penn wrote a book. I came home with that book. I came home with all kinds of different martial arts books, and I ended up deciding to start training. And so then I made it to here, and now I've got a pro license, and I'm actually really good at what I do.
5: (laughs)
2: Well, uh, we're uh, we're going to talk about uh, your uh, your nickname in a little bit. Don't reveal it yet. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of you guys who don't know, uh, her head coach, his name is Trap Gambino, and uh, I like that name Trap. And if you don't know what he says, he's going to put you in the trap.
5: <laughs> uh,
2: uh, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little roundtable, and we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. Uh, Granny, we have, uh, well, um, I, I guess there's no real heel or baby face in the MMA world, but uh, what do you have for our guest, uh, Miss Ashley Gambino?
4: Well, hello, Ashley. I am Granny Holkster, and welcome to our show. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on with us tonight. So, Hello. Thank um, you so much. If you could have any kind of dream match for MMA, what kind of match would you want and who would you want your opponent to be?
6: Let's see. Well you know what, if we're talking dream matches, I always just Rhonda Rousey was such a polarizing figure when she was in her prime. She was just running mm-hmm. through everybody. And and if I had an actual dream match, if I could go back to when Ronda Rousey was in her prime and put myself in my prime and put us against each other in a fight, that would be my dream match.
2: Wow, that would be awesome. You know, I would one, of the be why, one of the reasons why we, we love uh, Ronda Rousey here is because she beat up both Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in one night. So uh, I became a fan. Well, I was a fan of hers before that, but when uh, she uh, beat up Triple H and took out Stephanie Van with the help of The Rock, I was uh, an even bigger fan because she's done something that we all want to do, take out Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, that
6: was so cool. She was so impressive, too.
2: Yes. Speaking of uh, uh, Triple H's, um, we have uh, our other co-host, uh, Matthias. Now, he is, he is a wrestler himself, uh, not not quite the MMA level, but if you guys ever in MMA start uh, uh, throwing tacks around the ring and slamming your opponents on tacks, he'd be perfect to step in. But, uh, Matthias, what do you have for our guest, Miss Gambino?
3: Well, first off, I want to welcome you on to the show. It's always a uh, pleasure having a fellow performer, whether it be yeah. MMA, boxing, wrestling, whatever. <clears throat> excuse me thank you um well what i guess kind of what like, icon kind of took my question there when he asked um how did you get an mma and that kind of stuff so i guess uh one of my few or i guess one of my questions would be have you had any um like is there anybody that you've been uh have in your career so far like with training and such has there anything you've had really a big challenge in learning whether it's sequencing to strikes or it's just been training's been difficult or like have you experienced any uh any hard times recently well with since you've been training for a decade or something like that
6: well you know in the past 10 years I've been training on and off I've had both of my ACLs reconstructed and they've had all three of my babies in that last 10 years too so it's, it's I haven't been training 10 years straight, but when I am training, I definitely go through plenty of lessons. I just, let me try and think if there's something that would stand out. There's, fighting is so unpredictable. And when you're training to fight, like, uh, the, the average person, the average fan doesn't understand that that training to fight is you're still fighting every day. Just because you don't see that when they're on stage that's all you see you see them go on stage but you don't see the fights that they go through every single day when they're in there and exactly. they the thing to fight. and so I'd, I'd have to say mm-hmm. that that's probably the toughest part especially when you're going from gym to gym or, or trying to find like your place because a lot of places will be like all rough and tough and they'll be like okay we're going to we're gonna spar today and instead of being constructive they all try to actually fight you and, and so you've got to find a place that fits you too
3: yeah, it's it's very similar to the uh, wrestling world where, you know, you see everybody go out there and they perform their art, but you never really mm-hmm. get to see what it's like preparing for something like that. Like, for instance, as Icon mentioned, I was a pincushion. During one of my mm-hmm. recent matches, I went through a, a table that was covered in thumbtacks. Well, the table didn't break. Yeah. It, and I can't even think really about really... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if if you have any sort of social media, I could send you the clip. It was nasty. The guy poured the thumbtacks all over the table. I did a flip Aww. going into it. Didn't break. Didn't break at all. Oh, my god! Never never imagined it wasn't going to break. But it's like you never really plan for for the table not to break or for thumbtacks and a regular where you just go out there and you perform it that one time. Or, like, when you're preparing mm-hmm. for a match. As I mentioned, Icon at the beginning of the show, I trained for – six hours straight, just nonstop yesterday, hitting ropes, doing bumps, um, just working on wrestling and stuff. So it's uh, it, uh, nobody ever sees that current struggle. They only see you going out there and performing and doing what is what you do when you're at that level. Um, right. I guess another question would be, well, uh, what's one of your top goals? I, I, I had a goal to win a championship belt. I'm currently a champion in one of my companies. And uh, so what's Congrats. one of your uh,
6: future goals for your MMA? Thank you. No problem. So my my ultimate goal, ever since I started this, I've always wanted to be a world champion. My goal has always, always, always been to be a world champion. I want to at least put one world championship belt on my family wall. I, 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 I feel like I can't stop until I get one. I feel like I have to, I don't know if it's going to be in MMA or in boxing. I love them both. I love MMA more. I'd really like to get an MMA world championship But I do love boxing, too. And I just, no matter what, I have to accomplish that goal before I retire from fighting because that is just something that has been with me ever since I started. And if I don't get it before I retire, I don't feel like I'm going to feel like I completed what I started. Okay. Okay. Well, then how's about
3: this? If, If you work really hard at this, which I know you will, and you want to come down and face North Dakota's number one heel, Matthias, in a steel cage match for my EWI Diamond Championship? I'm willing to put it on the line against you.
6: Oh, that sounds like one heck of a challenge. They might have to take you up on that one.
3: We can, we can do whatever it is. We can put weapons on top. So you know, if you get a, if you if you diz me a little bit with a one-two right hook, you could take a steel chair, crack me over the head. You can do whatever. It is. You can try to win. Because I think you'll be, I think you'll be an even opponent. Unlike all these other punks that I've had to face in the ring recently, I think you actually are worth a challenge.
6: I think you've got. I think. I think you better be careful what you wish for, sir. Ooh. The
3: challenge
2: is laid out. Let's do this. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. That will definitely be. I'll tell you what. i even, all uh, actually, I'll be make one better. I'll get you a cool room at uh, WoodSpring Suites in Fargo, uh, and I'll get you a cool rate if you want to come down and do this. Uh, we would definitely okay. like to uh, uh, talk to you about that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a few things now. Like I say, I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. If there's anything you don't want to answer or ask or want me to ask, just let me know, and I'll move on to the next thing. But, uh, first Go
7: for off, it. I'm now, open.
2: Okay, now for those of you guys who have never seen Ashley, she has got the most beautiful green eyes I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh they're <laughs> piercing. I I'm, I'm looking at this uh this picture of you uh, online right now and uh it's I I don't know if you know which one I'm referring to, but uh you know, you got this like look. Okay. Yeah. Uh I mean, your eyes are just beautiful. Uh, so if uh, if Matthias looked into those eyes, you could just sneak him with the right hand, and he'd go down uh, like a ton of bricks. Because I, said,
3: I ain't no Sim. <laughs>
2: Get okay. out of here. Uh, now, I do want to ask you a few things. Uh, first off, uh, Matthias, Granny Hoaxer, do you happen to know what Ashley's nickname is?
3: I sure do. The Mob Wife.
2: Now, uh, her last name is Gambino. That's not from the famous Gambino family, is it? You're making your you're making the name famous, not something else, right?
6: Uh, we're, I'm definitely not claiming to be a part of the famous New York family that most people refer to.
2: No, <laughs> okay. I'm not a part of their family. Uh, but that's where the nickname came from, right? The mob, uh, the mob wife.
6: The mob wife. Actually, my husband gave me that nickname when we very first started training because he wanted to help me come up with something unique for a fight name. And he wanted to make sure it suited me, which it does, because I have, like, a no BS attitude. And if you ever meet me in person, you'll know that. And, and I'm definitely the mob wife. It really does suit who I am and my personality, and that's why it's my
5: nickname.
2: And uh, there's a uh, another question that uh... – of a fan sent in, they actually sent in a picture of you. And I don't know who this individual is, but I'll I'll explain the picture. Uh, you mm-hmm. have your you know your gloves on, and you're fighting this like guy with a uh, a gray stocking cap or something with red gloves. You know who I'm, which one I'm referring to?
6: That sounds like Ray Edgel. Does it look like it's in the back of a yard?
2: Uh, it actually looks like it's on the. Uh, it actually, looks like it's on like uh, in the street or something. There's, like, there's like a sign in the does background. it look like, like, it's in
6: like in Las Vegas, or does it look like yes, it's
2: in... Yes, Vegas. Okay, yep.
6: well, if it's in Vegas, then that's definitely not going It's somebody on Fremont Street, then.
2: So, what, this guy just wanted to challenge you, or what?
6: Well, no. Okay, so, what I... All right. Well, we went back to Las Vegas, my husband thought that it was going to go out, he saw the performer circle on Fremont Street. He said, hey, I bet people would really like to watch you shadow bars. So I went out there and tried to do that. And, like, it was okay. I got a little bit of money for it, more than I expected. I knew mean, I could get more interaction. So I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. So I offered gloves to people who would come on to, to challenge me, unless they were belligerently drunk, then I wouldn't let them have the gloves, of course. But if they're a little drunk, but, you know, it's Vegas, whatever. And
5: uh,
6: I would tell them that we could play Fright. So we would, like, shadow box each other, if that makes sense. I I would tell them to go ahead and throw shots at me, just do their best to not actually land them, and I would do the same. And if they purposely landed it, then I would definitely pop them back for it and make them quit. But if it was an accident, I wouldn't be upset over it. So that was the game. The game was to shadow box and play, and play fight, but not really fight, and that was my performance.
2: That's awesome. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, forgive me for not wanting to – uh, to go in the ring with you, I mean, hey, uh, I already know, I already know what happens when I call you at two in the morning. So, uh, I, uh, I'm not, re- I'm not ready, quite ready to take my lumps right now. But uh, <laughs> now, uh, I want to uh, take you back uh, to um, March 30th, 2018. Do you remember what happened on that day? Uh,
6: are you referring to my MMA fight? Yes. Okay, yes. I,
2: against Christian Diaz. Now uh the, I I understand that uh she cheated and uh it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> fair and uh you know, uh as you were uh as you were after you got the way I understand it, after you guys got instructions, uh you had walked back to your corner and then she got in a lucky kick when you uh when you weren't looking, you weren't ready. So she cheated to win that <laughs> match. Is that correct?
6: Sure, we'll
2: go with that. Uh, Now, she was was obviously your first opponent, uh, and, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, your husband uh, thought you were like, you know, you were like Ronda Rousey, and I I can definitely see the resemblance. I'll tell you what, uh, folks, if you go up uh, on the web and type in Ashley Gambino, uh, do you – She's not the kind of gal you want to mess with, really. Uh, That's why uh, when I found out, calling her at uh, 2 in the morning was not a good idea. But I I think (laughs) you've forgiven me for that, I think, haven't you? No,
6: it's okay. I'm not too mad. You know, Uh, Most of my fans don't know that I actually took that fight on short notice, 14-day short notice, and I was also coming, literally right coming off of my second ACL reconstruction, and I hadn't even been training
5: for over a year.
6: So it was just a really, like, spur-of-the-moment situation for me, and then, like, I was kicking her butt, I did great. I get this adrenaline dump And I don't remember past fixing my shorts And telling the ref I was ready to fight And then boom, my memory's gone Fighting uh, is we... an real thing and, and a lot of people don't understand that And, and, and I can't let it sit me away Because I am very good at what I do So I will come back But it is definitely something that people take for granted When they're watching these entertainment shows And when people get knocked out It's real, real that, that, that they, you know It's entertaining, it's cool but this is real life, and, and, and people really get hurt doing stuff like that, and I think that's just going to need to appreciate that more.
2: And uh, we we do have a caller. Uh, they may want to ask you a question. Uh, uh, caller, uh, uh, you are uh, 791. Hello? Hello? What, do you have a question? For, yeah, do you have a question? Yes, go ahead. Am I on the air? You are. Go ahead. What's your question?
4: My question is this. Okay. Seriously?
2: That's Yeah, that uh rid of
4: that bozo guy.
2: You know, um uh I I do have a, I do have the phone number, so what actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh trace the address, pass we it on to you and then, uh,
4: Ashley, We apologize.
2: Yeah. We'll we'll uh we'll send you a uh we'll send you a um uh, a plane ticket and the address of where to find the individual, and then you can uh, practice on him. How's that sound?
6: Oh, I mean, that's just a waste of time. People like that and whatever. They're going to waste their time. They try to waste other people's time, move on, forget about them. Who cares?
2: Uh, Ashley Gambita is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We have... Uh, well, we have about uh, twelve minutes here left with Ashley, and uh, for those of you who are listening, you know we do have an assignment for you. If you go to our uh, Attitude Air page on Facebook, like that, go to Ken's eighty-nine point one page, like that, do a ten dollars donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a uh, past guest, a future guest, or current guest. And uh, Ashley, would you be willing to do that for us to help us out?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Why not?
2: Awesome. Now. We, we, we won't touch on this uh too much because uh you know it, it's depressing enough, but uh you know we had uh, covid in twenty twenty and how did mm-hmm. that uh, affect your training and uh, your career during the during the pandemic uh year 2020
6: well, I had basically just gone pro and boxing and then everything shut down, <laughs> and it was just Really crazy to me because I was like I was really pumped up and ready to to get myself ready to start my pro career, and then everything like the whole world it was so weird being in Vegas and and walking down the street to the CVS to to hopefully get something because everybody else bought it and the streets are empty. That was the craziest thing in the world to me because Vegas is always moving no matter what time of day you walk down the street and it was just.
2: Yeah, the town Something that never sleeps.
6: Something else, and when it let's say that one more time.
2: Well, yeah, Las Vegas is known as the town that never sleeps.
6: Right, right. And it was like when it came to training, I was kind of just having to work out at home. and I was, I was, I was training with body weight type stuff. I was still training myself when it comes to fighting, even when I had my knee surgeries or when I was pregnant. I would be mentally training. I, I feel like I'm super unique for that because for like I, I mean, it, it, it drives me nuts. I don't understand how or why I do it, but every time I come back from any kind of a layoff that I have to take from like you just do, for example, I get back in there, I do the first class, and like oh, I'm about to get my butt kicked, and then I don't, and then I go in there and I'm so much better than I was the last time that I had trained, and I just everything that I think about is about fighting until I get that world championship belt. <laughs> I feel like I have to have it. There's something that is just burning in my heart, and until I have it, like I just—I feel like I'm just, I'm not, not going to be able to stop thinking about it.
2: And uh, what uh, what kind of training regimen do you have? Uh, do you like get up every morning at 5 a.m., have a couple raw eggs, go to the gym, bench press 500 pounds, and? Uh, work out with the uh, the punching bag. What what kind of training regimen do you have?
6: You know, I don't have anything strict scheduled right now. I You know, I have three small children. One of them is still breastfeeding. Two of them are in diapers. So I'm a very busy mother, and I work out when I can at home. I have a small at-home gym, and, and I do stuff in there when I can. I do jujitsu when I can. I'm um, I really, really get into, like, ready to actually fight again. I'm going to get into a routine of making sure that I'm getting my cardio in every day and and my lifting round the whole body, you know, I'm going to make sure I do all that to an extent. I don't want to build too much muscle because I want to make it easier to make weight. I want to do everything right and I want to get in there and put on one heck of a show so that nobody ever forgets. Me.
2: And uh I believe you're you're 5'4", is that correct? About, yes. And uh as a matter of fact, you know, uh she had a uh she had her birthday uh about uh well almost a month ago. Uh, and uh we uh wish you a uh a late birthday. Sorry that uh when I called you at two in the morning a, a couple weeks ago that I forgot to tell you happy birthday. That probably would have made things a little better. But anywho That's okay. Thank uh you. we have uh we have Ashley Gambino as our guest here and we're on eighty nine point one KENS FM. My next question is, what is your – do you know when uh, your next fight is, when you want to have your next fight, uh, who you want to challenge? And you
3: can't say me.
6: Uh,
3: Or me, because that would be too easy.
6: (laughs) No, um, actually, I really have no idea. I'm currently dealing with some health issues that I need to handle and take care of before I can even think about scheduling a fight. Um, I'm always going to work out the best of my ability no matter what because it's in my blood if I'm just not working out then I feel like I'm just sitting around and not doing something right um, but you know like there's always something that you can do if if, if your foot's broken then use something else if you know if, if when my knee was broken I could work on my arms and stuff there's always something that you could do so I keep that mindset and if I, if there's something that I'm restricted from then I move on to something else so that I keep moving
2: and, uh, you know, uh, in Fargo, North Dakota here, we have uh, another good friend of the show. She's an MMA fighter, Mariah Prussia. And uh, mm-hmm. that would be, that would be a, a cool match, you and Mariah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to stay neut- neutral. I, 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 I like, Since I like both of you, you guys are both my friends, I, at least I think you are. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be cool. Uh, if, you, if you guys could have a match, that would be awesome.
6: I, You know what? I would love to, but I can't even talk about matches right now. Like you said, I have to take care of these health issues that I have. It's unfortunately something that I won't be able to fight with. And um, after it's all taken care of, then I'll definitely let everybody know and everyone will be on notice because I'll be ready to just smash. I, I have to get in there and get my first pro in.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let, let me ask you this. When you're ready to have your match, would you be willing to uh, – come on again with us uh to talk about it uh like the week before or two weeks before uh so we can get uh all our fans watching and uh cheering you on
6: yeah of course i would definitely be willing to come on again
2: awesome so hey you guys she loves us what can i say uh we have uh, Ashley Gambino as our guest here. We only have a, a few minutes left, so uh, let me ask you this, Ashley. If our fans want to check you out and uh, see you and keep tabs on you, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
6: Well, probably the best start would be to go to my Instagram. It's at the mob Life.
2: All right, and uh, you can see a lot of good stuff there, and one other question I had uh uh the the one uh, tattoo that you have um the the multicolored one um and it's like on your it's like tattooed right on your muscle. Could you tell us a little bit about, about that Yeah, the one I'm, yeah,
6: okay that one uh, is actually a think kind of um, he doesn't have the colors around his, and his is in a different spot. It reads Famiglia. It stands for Family in Italian. and It's highing. And I plan on getting all of my children's footprints um, in line, uh, left, right, left, you know, as down my arm right next to this Amiglia tattoo as soon as I have the money for it. And I'm going to fill it totally. Like I'm going to have like a half sleeve with some flowers on it too. That tattoo means a lot to me.
2: You know, and the cool thing is about that tattoo. When uh, whenever you flex your muscles, the M the M I G is what flexes up and down. So that's that's kind of cool. Like MIG. Thank you. you MIG, know I haven't noticed MIG. that. I'm
6: going to have to go look now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, actually, well, I'll tell you what, it's been awesome having you with us. You have been so wonderful. And uh, like I say, I promise to stop calling you at 2 in the morning. Uh, I'll send you the address of where uh, you can send us some autographs for giveaways. And we do appreciate you being on with us. And we're definitely going to have you on again because there is so many other things that we want to talk to you about. And uh, it, it'll be awesome to have you. And also, most importantly, Thank you for being my friend, and I also hope that you like that little collector's card I made for you uh, because it, uh, it came from the heart to to you when I made that for you.
6: Yes. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show, and I definitely look forward to coming back next time.
2: Thanks, Thank Ashley. you, Ashley. We love you.
6: Thank you. All
2: right. Be safe. Thanks. All right. Ashley Gambino, ladies and gentlemen, uh, how can you go wrong... Uh, with Well, there is one way you can go wrong. If you call her at 2 in the morning, uh, time zones are not my strong suit. Looks like our next guest is waiting the wings. We'll go to him shortly after, uh, after we hear from our sponsor. Give us about 30 seconds, and we will be back after these messages.
0: As you know, 89.1 Kenz FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Kenz FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 KENS FM.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is waiting the wings, and he is the unknown stuntman. He is the reason why Jackie Chan makes, makes it look so good. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our next guest. He is the best stuntman in Hollywood today. He is Andy Chang.
8: Hi, this is Andy Chang. You are listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Kent FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hoster, and the modern nightmare, Madais. Eyes. Hi, everyone.
2: How are you, sir? Good to have you with us.
8: I'm good. How are you?
2: Well, good. Here's what we're going to do here, Andy. Or, or should I call you yeah. Mr. Chang?
8: Whatever you want to do.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, here's what we'll do here. Uh, we're on 89.1 KENS FM, and we have uh, 30 minutes here with our guest. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'll come back to you and ask you the difficult questions.
8: Okay, cool. Yeah, so like I said, my name is Andy Chen. I'm from Hong Kong. I am a Jackie Chan stunt team. Um, I come with him together for Rush Hour, 1 and 2 and Shanghai Loon. And I live in America for 20 years, I've been directing action movie, I do movie. Uh, My last movie I think people will know is Sang chi The Legend of Ten Ring. I'm the fight coordinator. That's all I am.
2: And uh so you know uh I was going to ask you Andy you know uh Jackie Chan is known for doing his own stunts but uh I guess when he started uh making uh, the big bucks in the films I guess that he uh wanted to he decided to do that so that's why they hired you because uh we knew that you would do the stunt so much better <laughs>
8: That's not a true I mean the true thing is you know um he can do all he's amazing and I think you know because uh production you know uh they have insurance that's why they need someone to rehearsal like a kinetic take for him That's, but he still do his own stun you know he's amazing you know i'm just lucky have this you know like i said the insurance don't allow him to do everything so give me the opportunity
2: <laughs> that's awesome uh andy chang is our guest here we're on 89.1 kens fm and uh Here's what we're going to do, Andy. We're going to do a little roundtable, yes. and then we're going to come back to me. But, uh, Granny Hogster, what do you have for our guest, Andy Chang?
4: Well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on with us tonight. What has you, been Granny. the most? Oh, you're welcome. What has been the most challenging stunt you've ever had
8: to do in your career? You mean personal or
2: my work?
5: Either
8: one, it doesn't matter. Um, Well,
2: you can actually tell us both.
8: (laughs) The most difficult one. Mm. Uh, Let me see, that's a lot, right? I will remember one I did when I did in Songhai Lun. I don't know if everyone sees Shanghai Lun. I remember I tried to do the rehearsal for Jackie um I testing the bell tower falling for the ending. So that is kind of about thirty feet high. So I wow. go through two boss two bottle wood and bouncing go through the bottle wood to the ground. Uh all wow. in one shot. So that's a kind of very interesting um stun. I remember when I go there I we, we plan to do the stunt, but we never really go up that level. We always on the bottom looking up. So I said, oh, we do the stunt from there. So you know, me and Jackie, we talk about that. And then when we, at the day when we really do it, and then I remember Jackie, very nice. They say, hey Andy, we don't have to go all in one. I can put uh, a pet, you know, like tatami on the on the box bottom, so you can the scream. And I say, no. I mean, we've been waiting for this final stunt. So I say, yeah, let me try one. So all the way go to the ground so that's the kind of like I remember that and then I remember I hit the ground it kind of hurt and then I hear he said okay don't worry I won't do again
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wow so say,
8: yeah so so he said that's okay moving on so I said wow that's cool so that is a really interesting span I can remember
2: Wow that's amazing and uh, Andy. Andy Chang is our guest here on 89.1 KENS FM. Now, uh, Andy, I'm going to introduce you to our other Uh, co-host. His name is Matthias. And uh, if you ever Mm -hmm. decide that uh, you have to do a stunt that involves uh, tax and you don't want to take a slam on the tax, uh, he could be your stunt double. Uh, Matthias, we have (laughs) our guest. Andy Chang, go ahead.
3: Well, first, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's always nice getting to talk to someone new about, especially in the art of film and stuntman work and stuff like that. So I guess Granny had already taken my question from me. Mm-hmm. Um, as Icon mentioned, I have taken, I've actually worked with Thumbtacks and Barbed Wire and Steel and, and Cheese Graders and all that kind of stuff in my career as a professional wrestler. Um, but I uh, guess my main question to you would be, is there uh, any film out there from either the past, present, or future that, like, if, if there was one in the past you could say you want to do stuntman work for, and if there was one you would say, like, oh, I wish I could do a stuntman for this film, like, later on in the future, what would it be?
8: Mm, good question. I mean, one, one is uh, for sure, I, I would say, from the past, there's one of the movie called uh, Jackie Chan movie is called Trunking um, Master Two, so that movie okay. is. But that movie is before I worked for him, and that is the one of the greatest martial arts movie I think ever been made. It's called Trunking okay. Master Two, so that one I would love to do any stunt inside. I just want to involve. I feel that movie is in my career. I kind of like miss that spot. I feel that if I can into it do some stun on it, then I will feel so proud. So that is the one movie I would say in the past. And in the future, yeah, I will have uh, another movie I, I would love to do is, uh, in more, um, another idol is the uh, Boozley. It's the movie, yeah. you know, if if you guys know, you know, he have the four and a half movie, the last movie called Game of Death. So, game of Death is never really kind of like an unfinished movie. So that will be another movie I, I I would love to involve to finish that movie with the with the real idea what Bruce Lee wants. So that will be okay. my future idea. I want to do stunt on that movie. You know, maybe the maybe the tower. You know, the fight. something like that. So that will be my another uh, wish list. So that could happen. That one is in the planning in the
3: future. And then uh, I guess I had one more question that just kind of popped up in my head. Um, In the world of professional wrestling, uh, when you're working and you're in a match, uh, sometimes there are just things that people will not do, whether they won't, they don't want to, like if you're trying to give them something and they don't want to take that, whereas like I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out there, give it my all, um, push it to the limit. I'm going to get the crowd going no matter what I have to do. Like, no, There's not a lot of people I know that would do thumbtacks or barbed wire or cheese graters or any hardcore stuff. There's not a lot of people out there that would do that kind of stuff. Is there anything in the stuntman field where there, like, would there be anything you would probably immediately say no to? Or would you be like, oh, let me look at it and kind of make an attempt and then mm.
8: possibly say no?
2: And you can't say this show because you're already on it.
8: yes right I think this is We feel I feel very thankful for me no I I I think we'll be in my career I mean I not now from now it's a different perspective but when I'm in my prime time so when I I mean I would talk about 20 years ago when I still at the stuntman I do a lot of stunt you know for Jackie Chan stunt team or outside that moment I have only one uh limited is that i i would look at the stun i know if this gonna kill me 100 percent, then i will considering you know say no right away but if this stunt i know is going to hurt me but don't kill me i will never say no so okay as, as an example you know if if the just uh say okay 10 foot you fall into the concrete i would say yeah i'm going to do it you know i know got possible will hurt or break my ankle or something so that kind of my mentality is like, that's my, you know, philosophy when I, at the prime time, when I do stunt, I do every stunt, except I know the stun will kill me. So if the stun, it doesn't kill me, I will do it no matter what. Okay. You know, so cool. that's, that's, that's my attitude back then. So now a little bit different, you know, and then now it's more like a, more like a, um, directing, you know, coordinating. So, and then right now in Hollywood is more, I mean, as a stunt coordinator or action director or director, the most important is safety. It's not like when we in Hong Kong, you know, you can do whatever we think we can do that you can do it. In here, you have the liability. So safety first. So even the stunt want to do, but we know it's going to hurt, and then we cannot do it. So it's kind of like, it's different, you know. It, it, in the past, when learning here, it's more safety. It's no movie should work to kill somebody or hurt somebody. So then mm. we have to pace, we have to pay safe. You know, we have to find a way to make that stunt still look very dangerous or hurt, but in the safety way. Especially today, you know, the CGI is very powerful. You you can uh, easily do composing. You you can easily see the object. You can easily CT the car, you know. So those things now you can do combination instead. Just put the guy into a you 100-mile know, car and the can't heat, right? So you can manipulate it now. So this the technology helping. So I think the difference. The situation right now is to, to compare 20, 30 years ago is way different. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh Andy Chang is our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. we've got twenty one minutes here with Andy now uh for those of you guys who never seen andy and uh Andy, forgive me for this comparison but if uh anybody ever seen the movies uh the Fast and the Furious uh with uh song mm-hmm. Kang uh to me you kind of you kind of remind me a little bit of him uh but in a little better shape
8: <laughs> I'm not sure at that you know, but I would say. So like you know the watch hour, you know, I remember the famous line watch hour, uh Chris Tucker say, You all Chinese look like the same. <laughs> so we all Asian look like the we all Asian look like the same. So I think maybe that is the why.
2: <laughs> now uh this is, this is a wrestling podcast, so everybody's wondering, well, what does Andy have to do with wrestling? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Mm. Uh, you, have, uh, met, you have met The Rock, have you not? And you were a stunt coordinator for him on two movies, right?
8: Yes, his first two movies with The Rock. Yeah, Which uh, would, you, would the you be The
2: Scorpion King and The Rundown, right?
8: And The Rundown,
2: yes. yes. Let me ask you this. What is it like? Uh, were, were you just a coordinator or did you do any stunts for The Rock?
8: I don't do stun with the rock. I'm the coordinator. The scrubbing king is that we're doing the reshoot. I'm the fight coordinator, coordinator, stun coordinator. So I uh, we do the reshoot. So we create we recreate the opening sequence and then the ending and then the whole movie go through it. And then we editing and we add some stun notes to make the movie better. So that's what I do with the rock, the first movie. And then the second movie, the rundown, I do... Um, same thing, stun coordinator, fight coordinator, and second unit direct. So if you see one done, the 90% all action is direct by me. So I directing all the action, even the car chase and they jump off the cliff, all kind of fight scenes. So that's all directing by me and yeah, with the rock. So.
2: So so when uh, you're you're when you're uh, Sean, you're coordinating the fights with The Rock, did he ever say, mm-hmm. uh, "Well, The Rock says he doesn't want to do that"? Mm-hmm. No, I mean to be honest.
8: Uh, the Rock really really nice guy, very professional. I still today I still give him a credit. You know, besides Jackie Chan is so good, I think The Rock is really really amazing. He he wanna he he if you compare one thing. Him and Jackie Chan, I think The Rock have really, really good uh, choreography memory. So he's really good with the choreography. I mean, maybe because he do wrestling. So he uh, very fast, adept, and remember the move. When we rehearsal, couple rehearsal, he would remember. He watching the stunt guy walk through, he see it, and then he jump on it. And then a couple rehearsal, he remember all. And then even with changing new bit here, there at the, you know, at the moment, he will remember right away. So sometimes I remember when we do with, um, Jackie or with different actors. sometimes when we changing on the day, sometimes when you changing new bit, you make them like, Oh, because they've been using to the choreography and suddenly you you just do the adjustment. Sometimes they cannot adapt it right away. And the rock amazing. You know, I remember when we do the rundown. Well, you know, we're we adapting a little bit, you know, the, the choreography. been rehearsal like a few months, but then when we're shooting, we realize we need to change a little bit because of the swing direction or some kind of uh, reason. We're changing the choreography for his movement, but he can right away adapt on it. He is amazing. That I can give him a credit. He is a really good fight choreography actor. He's really good with that.
2: Uh, Andy Chang is our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We have uh, seventeen minutes here with Andy. Now, uh, you you have been involved in many big films, uh, and uh, I guess one of the biggest would have to be uh, Sang Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Right when you were the fight coordinator for that one. Yes,
8: yeah, that is the that that's the recently the movie. I think everyone possible know, and also uh, when you see the movie, um, my mainly I have um, two sequences in my, uh, is the, the bus sequence, the bus sequence, the bus fight, the opening I fight. I love scene, that one. And then, also, yeah, and also the all the cage fight, the underground cage fight, he fight with the sister, and then, um, Dr. Stranger, wrong fight with the um, um, monster. So those is my, um, with Bond. So, that's, those is my scene, and, uh, I think
2: that people will more recognize that, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, one other thing I was going to ask you, you know, you have have a whole list of movies that uh, you've been involved in. uh, Mr. Nice Guy, Rush Hour, Mm -hmm. Shanghai Noon, Big Mama's House, Rush Hour 2, uh, We Were Soldiers, A Scorpion King, The Tuxedo, Daredevil, uh, The Rundown, Collateral, Cursed, Mission Impossible 3, Bionic Woman, uh, Twilight, The Green Hornet, A Little Bit of Heaven, uh, and uh, of course the, for, the uh, former mentioned uh, 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 Shang-Chi, and uh, you know you've also done uh, Olympus Has Fallen, uh, Oz, The Great and Powerful, but there's one I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the movie is called, uh, let me find it here. I just, I just saw it. Um, let's see. Which Twilight? one, Twilight? No, um, it was uh, the Chang family saves the world. Tell us about. Whoa, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that.
8: <laughs> that is interesting. Oh, that is uh, okay. The Chang family saves the world is the, is a, I think it's ABC if I'm not wrong. It's an ABC right, uh, pilot. It's a TV show pilot. I don't think we pick it up. We only did the first episode, so that, yeah, if I'm not wrong, that is the, um, yeah, this is the. It's only the pilot. It's never making to do a series.
2: And uh, you, you've done, uh, you've done a lot of stuff on uh, television too, and you know you've done the small screen yeah. and the big screen. But is there uh, any actor out there that you'd like to? Uh, let, that you haven't had the chance to work with yet, that you would like to work with? And uh, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, is there an actor that you worked with that you don't want to work with again?
8: <laughs> okay, that's a good question. So if our, the, all the actors out there I really want to work with, I mean, he's a director more, and then um, he, I don't know he's still acting, but I would love to work with uh, Killing this. Nishw- he is uh, oh, yeah. one yep. of the, yeah, King is is the one of my um, kind of like idol in the filmmaking as a director, as an actor, you know, I think he's amazing. And I will really, hopefully, you know, before he really retire, I get a chance to work with him, you know, that would be great. You know, I, I really like him, you know, he's a really good uh, filmmaker. So that will be my favorite one I want to work with, you know, hopefully, you know, I get the chance and then the people I work with and I do want to work with again, uh, I, I, I don't really like recalling one person. I really don't like them. I think, I mean, I, I, I think when I, uh, get into this business, you know, I'm really fortunate, you know, I met with those people, everyone is like really, very professional. You know, I never really have a hard time with any actor or actress, you know, maybe because of my background, when I come to America, uh, with Jackie Chan stunt team, we got a lot of, you know, respect, you know, because, you know, my boss, you know, Jackie Chan. So when they all, oh, this, uh, Andy's from, uh, Jackie Chan's stunt team, you know, so we, you know, give, uh, give me a lot of uh, respect. So I, like I say, I'm fortunate I never have a half time with anyone. Like I feel wow, this person I would never want to work with. I don't have one yet. I was looking for one. <laughs> when I have one I let you know.
2: Well good. I'm glad you didn't mention me. I appreciate that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, we I have uh, Andy saying, Chang is our guest you know, here. You know, one uh you know, the first time I actually uh heard of you or saw your work was uh, in a movie, well, I guess it really wasn't a movie, it was a documentary called uh, Jackie Chan, My Stunts, was actually the first time I saw you, uh, and Jackie Chan directed that movie. Uh, was that just basically, uh, it was basically a thing like, okay, uh, I, have this, I have this gentleman here, Andy Chang, he jumped off that building for me, he jumped into that lake for me, uh, he took a bullet over there for me. So it, it had to be kind of cool that he uh, featured you in that.
8: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the idea, you know, he, you know, tried to put um, the stunt team in front of the camera to let the people knowing who is in the team. And, you know, like I said, he's a very, you know, generous guy, you know, he give us a chance to explore ourselves, you know, and say, because sometimes when we do, you know, a, a lot of time we are in and out, we'll oh, come in, boom, got hit, you know, and then you're off. You don't even know who is it, right? So, and then sometimes you do double somebody, you cannot see the face too. Or you behind the scene do choreography or the fight scene and something. Sometimes when the people watching movie, they very hard to have a chance to see whose people does that with the stunt team. So that, when you're doing the My Stunt, it kind of like gives us to another world, you know, give us another movie to work with, and then also give us the chance to let the people know, oh, who's in the stunt team? Who is it? So, I mean, that's why you saw saw me in the first time. If he don't do that, you possibly don't even know, oh, Andy Chan is with this team, right? So that's, I think I would give a lot of credit for Jackie, you know, to give us a chance to explore our face.
2: You know, there is, a, I don't know if you ever heard of it back in the day, there was a TV show called The Fall Guy starring... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, where where they had a theme song, I'm the unknown stuntman that made Eastwood look so fine, uh or Redford Look So Fine. Uh, you know I one thing that uh would really be cool when they redo it for you to be involved in would be the remake of Big Trouble in Little China. That would be great, you know, I would love to.
8: Yeah, let's organize that, you know. I I mean that is a really good movie. I, I heard there's some. I, I don't know. I I think it's some news talk about the somebody want to remake that movie. I think. Well, that would be right. like the it, you of know, the studio they want to do to remake for that.
2: You know, and a lot what a lot of people don't know is uh, Big Trouble in Little China when it first uh, when it first came out, uh, it it bombed at the theaters, but when it got the video. Then it really picked up steam. Mm-hmm. And started making. It actually made more money in um, on video than it ever did uh, in the uh-huh. theaters. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's, uh, I it's would, a good movie. Yeah, I would. I would love to have you. That would be cool to see you uh, as a stunt uh, coordinator in or a stunt double in that movie. Yeah,
8: <laughs> that would be great. You know, like, I, I mean, like, that's a great idea. I mean, that, that's just uh, a lot of people love that movie yeah. and then i did heard like i said you know i i forget it i did see some news about somebody wanted to remake that I'm not so, sure i uh we have
2: do. a yes we have uh andy chang is our guest here unfortunately we only have eight minutes left because uh we're having such a blast here with you andy but What uh, could you kind of tell us through? Take us through what kind of projects you're working on now. I know you got a couple in pre, pre and post production. You have Dance Eighty Eight and Knights of the Zodiac. But is there uh, anything else you have on the horizon that you could share with us that wouldn't that wouldn't uh, uh, reveal too much?
8: (laughs) No, um, I mean the the my last project is the um, is in the post. It's called Knights of the Zodiac is the is like an animation is a Netflix animation series. We do a live action. So that is the one is in the process and uh, uh, within the pose. And then I have um uh, two portrait is uh, in the process thing. It's not hundred percent so I cannot really like say about that. But I'm excited on it, you know, so um because those project I'm going to that to the director chair so I'm going to direct that. so I'm excited for it and I, I mean I, I cannot say it because we're not green light yet so I don't want to change it so so I keep it in myself but uh yeah I have two uh project uh one of the project is uh, one of the project I really want to do I think I uh, we're getting really close so uh it should be in couple months that we are launching but like I said I don't want to change it but that will be uh, a great project and it's involved uh, one of my idols so hopefully that happening but you know well, I'll tell you what uh, Candy, I, I'll I, make it I easier I cannot say it yet <laughs>
2: All right. Well, Andy, I'll make it easy on you. If you need uh, someone that can uh, come and be a cut up on uh, on uh, on set, if you're looking for someone that would that you need a bit part for, uh, I would love to come work with you. And not only will I uh, work for you, I'll, I'll go get your bags. I'll uh, I'll shine your shoes. <laughs> I'll I'll get you uh, your cappuccino in the morning. Whatever you need, as long as I can be part of it.
8: Yeah, let's let plan for it. You know, like why not? You know, I would love to. You know, I mean like if it, it will it would happen. you know, if something, you know, will fit you and then absolutely, you know, I don't I don't need to slide you, you know, just come on set, have fun.
2: <laughs> awesome. And uh uh Andy Chang is our guest here and uh for those of uh you who listen regularly, we do have an assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era live monday month uh and like that you go to eighty nine point one kens f m page like that do a ten dollar month donation to power of the tower you'll get automatically qualified to win a autograph from a current guest a past guest or a future guest uh uh Annie, would you be willing to send us some autographs for giveaways
8: uh yeah you know when i yeah awesome I
2: can. uh <laughs> we 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 only have a we only have 5 minutes here left with you Andy but uh you know we we talked about uh you know working with the rock and you want to work with uh uh Clint Eastwood uh how about uh like working with someone like uh Sylvester Sloan, maybe or uh like uh uh why why is yeah. the other big I mean, guy I mean, uh, No
8: I, I like it First, Are you talking about Arnold Arnold?
2: Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, I can't believe I forgot his name.
8: Yeah, Arnold, we did we did the movie in the run down. He's the he's the guest in the opening. So Arnold, I, I kinda like what with him. Kinda like we're in the same movie. When he walked into the light cup with the rock. You know, the rock walk in, he walked out. So we have Arnold as a guest thing for the for the run down. But uh Professor Long, yeah, I would love to. You know, he's another uh real idol, you know, like Walkie, you know, like, you know, that would be so cool to work with him. And funny thing is I told you that I have two projects. One project is with his company, with uh, Baboa Film. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe I have chance to, yeah, so one of my projects um, I accepted as a director is with, uh, with uh, Baboa Film. So now we're processing, like I said, we're not green like yet. So maybe when that's happening, maybe he will be my guest star in my movie. <laughs> so then I can work with him. But he will be producer for my movie. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, so I, I remember that scene. It was, it's like they call in the wrestling, it's called Passing the Torch. It's like, uh, you know, Arnold went yes. off to do politics, and uh, The Rock stepped in, and uh, he's done a good job. Uh-huh. Uh, Andy Chang is our guest yes, here. Yes, We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, real quick, uh, Andy, if our – if our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, a how to take a fall video? What do you got?
8: Yeah, I mean, like, we have two things. One is that you can um, always go to Instagram is Tang 23 So that's my Instagram. And then also, if they want to check it out, my performing, um, I have a movie released right now this weekend. It's called Green Gold. So it's a name the Selection Theater, if people want to go see it, it's all Green gold.
2: That's you know, I'm awesome.
8: So on it. Yeah, so people can check it out, you know.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Andy, we, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Hopefully we haven't uh, scared you too much and you'd be willing to come back on with us again because uh, we would definitely love to have you again.
8: Yeah, I would love to, you know. Yeah, thank you to have me here. You know, I mean, I'm so much fun. You know, this is my first radio interview. It's so fun. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Andy. Well, you know, I'll tell you. We uh, real quick here. We had uh, we had a gal. Uh, we were her first interview as well, uh, Kenzie Page, and then she signed a uh, lucrative contract with uh, AEW. So, uh, so this will probably get you in more bigger movies. You'll probably get that call from Clint Eastwood now. <laughs> He's probably on hold right now.
8: <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Just call me. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> All
2: right. Thanks, Andy. Have a good night, buddy. Be safe. We love you. Take care. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, guys. Thanks.
2: All right. Andy Chang, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings. Uh, we will be back after these messages from our sponsor, and uh, we are going to have fun with the, uh, this next interview. It's going to be great. Stay tuned for after these messages.
0: As you know, 89.1 KENS FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor KENS FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 KENS FM.
2: All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, flexing her muscles all the way to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the best cover model that ever hit the cover of Flex and Muscle Fitness. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Sharon Brunel. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, this
7: is Sharon Brunot and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Oh, God, I think I'm in trouble.
2: (laughs) How are you, Shannon? Good to have you.
7: I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me.
2: Good. Uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Bruno is our guest here. We have uh, 35 minutes, if she'll last that long with us. But uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a <laughs> few questions, then we'll, go, then we'll do a roundtable and we'll come back to me and uh, ask you the tougher questions. But first, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, have some fun.
7: Well, I'm a former IFBB pro bodybuilder and uh, turned fitness, and I was under – contract during those years with Joe Weider, so I got to travel the globe to preach and speech the health and wellness benefits of bodybuilding and fitness, the iron game and diet and nutrition, what have you, and uh, competed for a while, retired in 1997, and because of all the exposure I got from all the covers and the features, I ventured off into film and television and for a while I was an executive producer at uh, Fox Television Studios and worked in uh, the stunt fields for a little bit. And now I'm just uh, on my own and I will have my new YouTube channel coming out soon so I can start sharing more training videos and tips with everyone out there.
2: And uh, we're definitely, uh, after we do the roundtable and come back to me, we're going to talk about uh, some of your films and... Uh Uh, We'll go over a few of your titles. Let's see. 1991, she was IFBB North American Champion. Uh, 1992, she was Miss International. 1992, IFBB. No, No, I'm going to correct you.
7: No, I turned pro in 1991. I have the title of the North American Champion. Uh, I competed in pro shows, but I never won a pro show. So I came in fourth at the Miss International's uh, I competed in I think three Miss Olympias and I placed ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Um, I competed again in the Miss Internationals and placed fifth and sixth. So I was always in and around the top ten, <laughs> but I never won a pro show.
2: Well, because the well because the other competitors cheated, you know.
7: <laughs> good answer. <laughs> No, and uh talking, you know, ladies are amazing and just at their top best. So, you yeah, know, it was just thrilled to be a part of that crew. It was just a, a great
2: time. And you know, and the cool thing is guys about Sharon, she is uh she is built. She's got muscles upon muscles and uh we're we're going to talk about her training regimen in, in a while, but uh before we do that, uh one thing I I I'm kind of curious. When you uh won your first championship in 1991, and you went on to the other uh, other competitions, you had to have been like well hey this is this is a real thing i 'm going to make a lot of uh, uh, a lot of appearances doing this uh Is that the way it went down, or did or, is, or am I a little off on that
7: well no i mean in in a sense, you are correct, but when I turned pro in 1991, you know I was still living in Vancouver canada and you know, back in the day, there was only bodybuilding for both men and women. Now we have an array of, of um, uh, classes, you know, the different divisions from bikini to physical or fitness and and uh, wellness. And but in the day, it was just us bodybuilders. So I, I wasn't sure. Uh, we didn't get a lot of guest posers or speakers in Canada, you know, from the U.S. You know, I'd always look at Muscle and Fitness and Muscle Mag and Iron Man and And just to follow what the pros then, at that time, were doing while I was up and coming. So when I went to L.A. in 91 to compete in the 91 North Americans, first of all, there's 122 women. I was told it's one of the biggest shows ever for the uh, N.A.s. And uh, I didn't think I was going to win. But uh, when I did win, I just thought, yay, I turned pro. I got my pro card. I didn't know what that was about to entail for me. I didn't know I was about to receive which I did a contract with Joe Weeder. I didn't know it was going to travel the world. I didn't know it was going to be, you know, um, experiencing all these appearances and, and talk shows. And, I mean, my world changed. As soon as I turned pro and moved to California, my, it, it just changed my life. It was, it was just an amazing thing. So I, I rode that for, you know, for many years. I retired in 1995 from competition. But I still had a contract with Joe Leader until 1998, so uh, I continued to travel and, and tour and, and model and, and do all the things that I love to do in the world of fitness. But no, I didn't expect any of that. So a big awakener. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, Miss Renault is our guest here, uh, and uh, we have uh, 30 minutes here left with uh, Sharon. And uh I'm gonna introduce you uh our first guest host. Uh she's a bodybuilder back in the day, uh but now uh she's Way uh,
5: back.
2: yeah, she's she's more worried about uh ha,
5: ha, ha, you know, hitting Uh
4: she
2: she's uh, more worried about hitting uh, people with her cane at the ringside, but uh Granny Hawkes, what do you have for our guest, uh, Sharon Brunel?
4: Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure Thank to have you, you on. What made you decide you wanted to get into all of this. I mean, did you have somebody that you enjoyed watching that did this back, you know, when you first got started or, you know, why did you want to?
7: Well, initially when I started going to the gym, I didn't go to the gym to become a bodybuilder. You know, I'm 5'9", a very tall, thin girl, and I just wanted to put some shape on my body. You know, um, I had uh, lost a lot of weight and I just didn't like being so skinny, although I was doing fairly well in modeling, but I just wanted to put some shape on. So I started going to the gym and the gentleman at that time who later became my husband had introduced me to these magazines called Muscle Fitness and Flex. I, I you know, I was read Vogue and Elle, I didn't know <laughs> what those magazines were, but the first. Um, athlete that caught my eye, she had the cover with Rachel McClish. And thousands and thousands of women can say the same thing with, you know, Rachel is the goat. You know, there's Rachel and then later was Corey and Linda Murray, but in the day it was Rachel and or Gladys Portuguese. And I just thought they were gorgeous and I was always athletic, so I just couldn't stop staring at their legs. I said, ah, I want full muscular legs. So I caught that bug. I wanted to put muscle on. And then when I started reading more into the magazines, and then Corey became a Olympia, and, and I just go more and more into what the girls, these, these athletes were, were pursuing. I thought, I want I wanted to do that. <laughs> that's it. So I started training, and it was actually the owner of the Gold Gym in Alberta, where I was at the time, many years ago, back in the early 80s. And she's like, you should compete. You know, you're ready. Just do your first show. Just You, you should do it. Come on. You should get into bodybuilding. You've got the frame. you got the lines. And you know, I mean, everyone's telling me that. I was like, well, I don't know. I'm sure. And then when I did my first show and I won because there was only like four of us,
5: <laughs> and,
7: um, I just caught the bug from there. And I just knew that I at least wanted to get my pro card. Then when I got my pro card, I thought I at least want to stand on that Olympia stage. And I got to stand on the stage and I want to cover a muscle and fitness. And I got, you know, you just keep pursuing your goals because the passion that feeds you is what your are you're meant to do is what I believe because it was just, you know, a part of me that kind of knew where I was going. Does that make sense? Because I had so much passion and drive for it. It's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> and and fortunate enough, you know, a lot of my, you know, my, my dreams came true. You know, of course I never won a pro show. That would have been nice. But then you have such an array of amazing athletes. Um, you know, again, I was just blessed and proud to be a part of that. So yeah, you know, when I first began it wasn't to be a bodybuilder, but it just,
2: you know, kinda of grew on me. That's all. Is- uh Sharon yeah. Renault. Sharon is our guest here on eighty nine point one KENS FM and uh unfortunately we only have uh, twenty six minutes. I wish we had twenty six more years with uh Sharon, but uh <laughs> I, but, I right, we're we're de- <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're we're well we're definitely gonna have you on again. Uh you know, if we don't scare you too much, we're definitely gonna have you on again. Uh <laughs> because, you know, I, I have your number, and, you know, I'll call you and call you and call you until you agree, like you did with this interview. But uh, I want to introduce you to uh, the modern nightmare, Matthias. And uh, I know oh that he's got some questions about uh, uh, if afraid. you could bench press him or not.
7: <laughs> Matthias, with a name like that, what is he, squat 800 pounds? Like, what, what is it? <laughs> Why Matthias?
3: Pretty close. Well, uh, as you, as icon, kind of – Formally introduced me. I am North Dakota's number one heel wrestler. I am from your woman's dreams and every man's worst nightmare. I am the current (laughs) EWI Diamond Champion. And uh, I guess one of of my main questions I would say I would have for you personally, and since, um, since we are both in the form of bodybuilding, while I work on wrestling and bodybuilding as you did throughout your career, what would you say what is one of your most interesting things, like interesting cover you got to do or interesting event you got to go be a part of or anything like that um, throughout your entire career?
2: Hey, Sharon, before you answer that, of course, your 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 body's mostly muscle. Matthias is mostly cupcakes. Go ahead, Sharon.
7: Nice. Matthias. No, nice. Okay, I get it. Sure. <laughs> um, to answer Matthias, uh, you know, God, there's so many. I don't know. My favorite cover I'd have to, you know, of course, it's always nice to be, you know, the only, you know, to get your solo cover, right? I mean, i blessed with those. But I have to say my favorite cover was the Flex cover I shot with Corey Everson and Linda Murray, the Team Miss Olympias. And mm-hmm. uh, they're just, I mean, we had so much fun shooting that. And, uh, you know, and we just flowed together. And um, I just recall that Joe Weeder himself and Jerry Candela, who was the editor of Flex at the time, and Martin Withrow, who was, you know, the head of creative, uh, you know, informed us that that was the number one selling cover for flex was me, Corey and my girl, the women pulled it in, man. But uh, that's just, you know, real highlight of my, you know, I'd have to say that was, you know, as far as shooting, but I always, I mean, how can, you know, it was all such fun. Um, You know, I love the camera. That that was my favorite part of the job was just to do the modeling. But um, for trips, uh, God, there were so many great ones. You know, you got to see the world and you're treated like royalty because this is bodybuilding promoters. And, you know, these are bodybuilding fans and they just love the sport. So, you know, you're treated like a superstar when you show up to Tokyo or, you know, to Canary Islands or to Spain or to Italy. Like we, we all got, not just myself, all of us um, got mm-hmm. to tour. And it was just uh, so many amazing memories. I mean, I, I was just blessed. I, God, I'm glad I followed my heart, to put it that way exactly.
2: You know, uh Sherman knows our guest here. We got uh 23 minutes here. And uh, now I'm going to ask you the tougher <laughs> questions and uh no, I know no. we went over this. Okay. okay. Now, uh you uh one thing that uh I I want to let everybody know is if you've never seen uh Sharon before, uh she kind of she's got muscle mass like uh the wrestler China, if you guys remember China, of course. And uh there is uh one fan question that we had that I was gonna ask you about. Uh they wanted to ask me about it looks like there's a like a picture of you and it looks like you're uh like sil- uh silver or gray you look like a statue. Uh it looks like in Seattle. They were wondering what uh, what was what was that about?
5: Oh
7: yeah. That was uh pro- I think my first major guest posing event after I turned pro. I just competed at the 92 Miss Internationals and uh, Play Sports. And so it was only, I think about a week after, I was still very lean, uh, which, you know, the leaner you get, the more muscular you do look because, you know, you're shedding all the fat so you can see everything, right? Um, that was yes, I was painted gold. Uh, it was body paint, you know, and uh, then that little podium, you know, a friend of mine made me a podium stand. But that was uh, my, my guest posing routine that I did at the Emerald Cup in uh, Seattle, Washington in 92.
2: That's awesome. Uh, Sharon Brunot is our guest here We're on 89.1 KENS FM and uh, real quick here we do have a uh, assignment for everybody if you uh, go to our Facebook page Add to you Air Live like that 89.1 KENS FM page like that do a $10 donation we'll get you automatically qualified to win a autographed uh, picture from a current guest, past guest or future guest uh, whichever I decide now, uh, there's a few other things that I'm, I'm kind of curious. Now, there, there's, like, different pictures of you uh, on uh, the web, and uh, it's like there's somewhere you can, like, see a lot of your muscle, and there's, like, somewhere it's like you have more muscle. So let me ask you this, uh, and, you know, you have a six-pack, obviously, and me and Matthias have a keg, uh, but... uh Stay for yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm trying to make our guests feel cool here. Uh, so, <laughs> so now, tell us. Uh, do you still? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you still uh, have the big muscle mass you did back then, or because oh, uh, no, muscle no, can't really no, go I away, don't. can it?
5: Well,
7: it can't. Well, no, I mean, it can. It depends on how you train. And I know you keep saying I've got muscles on muscles. I had muscles on muscles. You know that. You know, I I turned pro back in 1991. You know, we're talking 30 years ago. So. Oh, um, God, I hate saying that. But anyway, uh, I'm still in shape, but I'm a lot smaller. So you'll notice, I mean, I've got an array of photos over the web, but that's over a period of different years. Uh, because, you know, I had, you know, the biggest I was when I was seriously competing in bodybuilding. Then I went into fitness, so I trimmed off some muscle. Uh, and it's just the way you train, I am a bodybuilder. Uh, I train to look how I need to look. So if I don't, which I don't. Need to carry a lot of muscle anymore. I just trained a different way, ate a different way, and I didn't train to be big anymore. Actually, I stopped training for a while because I wanted to trim down for more of a fitness look. And I got into the fitness modeling, then then, uh, then I trimmed even more to get into film and television, so uh, I can get into uh, stunt, you know, doubling, and uh, it just depends on the look that I wanted. Um, now I'm 58 now, so you know I'm very tight. I'm I'm still. Um, toned, but I wouldn't, you know, if you saw me right now, why? You wouldn't say she's very muscular. You know, I'm very fit. I'm in shape. And I like being in shape. I'll always be in shape. But it depends on how you eat, how you train, what you're pursuing. So I was done with the bodybuilding. and had my turn. I got on the stage. I did what I needed. I wanted. And there's a lot of the athletes from my time that have never stopped training. You know, they, it depends on what your, you know, uh, your, your next pursuit is um what your next job is like right? you know what what you want to do next and i i was always looking for different opportunities and different um adventures different challenges so right now i'm not that muscular but yeah that's why i look different over the years
2: you can see well, you me know getting, one health uh, what one question uh, I, I it's kind of a cliche question i'm sure you're asked this all the time but what can you bench besides me and matthias oh, together
6: you know and I always
7: hated that because I hated bench press. You know, I didn't like the bench. I wasn't very strong in the upper body. I could squat 460 pounds without a, without a squat. Oh, my God. And that was for wow. 5 to 6. At my best, at when I was at my biggest. That's when I was competing at the North Americans, right? I mean, that, I was at my biggest, at my best there at Canadian Nationals. Now squatting a lot. Um, I had to overdo it, like really, like just train the hell out of my upper body because... You know, for one, I'm a woman, and two, you know, not that all women, you know, we're all built differently. Everyone's different. But for me, it took a lot to bring up my upper body. And if you look at my old competition photos, when the lineup, when I'm up there with Linda and Laura and Debbie Mugley and the girls back in the day, you can see how flat my back was and, you know, certain angles and areas where I still needed a lot of work, you know. Anyway, to answer your question, my bench sucks, but I love doing dumbbells. I didn't like the flat bench. I did dumbbell presses. I did dumbbell fly inclines, declines, and flies. And I could do uh, – there was one point I was doing 60-pound dumbbells for incline press. So that's 60 – each That's 120 pounds uh, for incline press. But, you know, no, my, my bench sucked. I just, I think I did the bar. And <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I mean, I did more than that. But not that you would think I could press when you looked at me at, at in the day. You know what I mean? So –
2: Right. Yeah. Now there is a there is one picture of you that uh I've always uh, kind of gravitated towards. Uh it's uh is is you're wearing this like uh these red shorts and you have like red top and you have like these red gloves on with like yellow lightning bolts or something. Um, oh, that's and, uh,
7: that's body tape.
2: Oh. <laughs> wow. the one
7: you try to look like Shazam.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
7: That was for and, a comic uh, shot. And the one they actually chose for that cover was the same pose, but I'm in the silver suit, which was the pink muscle and fitness cover. But that was actually for the same sequence, and they decided to go with the with the silver suit rather than the Shazam suit because Joe Weider thought the body tape was too uh, too sexy <laughs> for <laughs> for a cover shoot. So yeah, that's body tape. Really? Uh,
2: no. Well, yeah. uh, my question is, did you tell? Did you say, hey man, I could pick you up over my head? And you know you don't want me, Did I say that? you want me. To wear, you're gonna tell me. What, well, no, I mean he's like telling you uh, you shouldn't wear this what? one, but uh, you know. Uh, I, well, anyway, uh, we'll move on. Uh, anyway, so uh, Sharon Bruno is <laughs> our guest. We we have uh, 15 minutes. There is a couple. There's a couple things I'm gonna uh, uh, ask you about your your film career because you were actually in, believe it or not, one of my all time favorite movies, uh, Smoking Aces in 2007. Uh-huh.
7: That was so much fun. That was fun. Yeah, um, well, my uh, better half, who's now passed away, is the stuntman, stunt coordinator. So he got me onto the film and uh, with the other stunt girls, and we played hookers. <laughs> and so if you've seen the movie, we're in the hotel room, Jeremy Piven's, you know, suite. It was supposed to be Vegas, but it's actually shot on the lot, in the studio lot. And... Um, we're supposed to get the cat bite, which we did. So we fought each other, and um, oh, I forget the actor's name—the big guy that played the bodyguard. Anyway, he was trying to throw us out, and that we shot that for a week. And if you see it on film, it lasted like don't blink your eye—you'll <laughs> miss us. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but that was so much fun to work on. Such a professional crew and just a, a great group, a little tight group to work and,
2: with. So yeah, that was, and I uh,
7: yeah, love that one.
2: Yeah, and you're you're also in a uh, a cool horror film, um uh R S V P.
7: Yeah. Yeah and uh, I got wiped out at the very beginning.
2: And probably uh probably another cool one, uh uh Tornado Run you were in.
7: Oh god, I hate that. The worst movie ever. <laughs> I don't mean it because of the other actors. It was just that there's a long story behind that one I, you know, I shouldn't really get into. But um, I never got paid for that. <laughs> and I was the lead. Yeah, one of those. But, hey, the experience was awesome. I, I, I well, you, know, you could still buy the video. Well, yeah. The,
2: yeah. You know, the thing is, uh, I guess uh, a movie <laughs> like that, uh, today they would classify it as like a grind flick kind of. Uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, – you know, if you if you're watching late night television, you can probably catch it. And I hate to admit yeah, this, that was actually high. the yeah, first time I saw it.
8: Watch, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: that was actually back. the first time I ever saw it. You actually It was uh it? <laughs> Yeah, on that USA Network.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: And uh I uh you know, I when I watch it I'm like, you know, jeez, one day I'm going to uh, I'm going to have her phone number. She's going to call me on the phone and say, stop calling me. And that has happened. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sherrod Renaud is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we got 13 <laughs> minutes here. Uh, so, we, so we can do this real quick. If our fans want to check you out and see, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
7: Pretty much all. You know, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, and I'm coming out with my YouTube channel very soon, which I will be announcing on Facebook and or Instagram. So, And it is, you know, Sharon Bruneau, official on both. You can find me. I have and a lot of fan pages, so just look for Sharon Bruneau, official.
2: And if you're looking for uh, someone uh, in one of your YouTube videos, I'd like to volunteer. I mean, I could, I could uh, be in one of the videos. Uh, I would come, and I'd carry your bags uh get your cappuccino uh you know um i You're I'd hired. do anything for you awesome there you go
5: and all you got to
2: do is have like uh like a couple all you got to do is have a couple wooden crates for me to sleep on in the back alley i'm good to go I
7: love it cheap <laughs> help I uh, like
5: that
2: uh Sharon Renault is our guest here and we have uh uh well we have about uh, twelve minutes here left with uh, Sharon. Now uh you mentioned that uh, you work with uh, Joe Weeder uh Weeder. And uh oh,
7: Joe. There, yeah.
2: There there's one thing, uh the first time I ever heard the name Joe Weeder was in a movie called Tiger Town. Okay. Uh I'm not gonna stray too far with this, but I I, I want you to this is how I, I first heard about uh Joe. Uh there was a a kid, uh the main star, uh the kid from um Kramer versus Kramer and uh he had a baseball magazine and one of the bullies took the magazine and said uh, Joe Weeder, are you puny? Do bullies push you around? Well, you need to get the new Joe Weeder workout and uh and then uh what the bully did was he uh he says, "You're puny. I push you around." And he took the magazine, he he ripped it in half and he said, "Here, Now you can have one for both hands, the Joe Weeder way, and that's actually the first time I ever heard the name Joe Weeder was in that movie. Wow!
7: Yeah, he's been around for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we we lost him in
2: 2013. Yeah, we Ah. lost him in 2013. Well, he he
7: he, he, yeah he passed away in 2013, and uh uh, he is uh, I love Joe, just uh, love Joe. He's a lot of fun to work for, and just you know just very respectful and. I mean, just he loved bodybuilding. He loved the athletes. He did so much for the athletes, and I just, I, I am just so thankful and blessed that I got a contract with him. Um, You know, because in the day he only had so many under contract, and it's just, uh, yeah, what, what a wonderful time! Great man. man.
2: And let's, uh, let's kind of transition a little bit about, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you've, you've trimmed down. You don't have the, the muscle anymore. But what kind of training regimen do you have nowadays, nowadays?
7: Well, instead of training five days a week and go, pushing myself to, you know, exhaustion, uh, I train three days a week on uh, like a heavier free weight. You know, I still, I still use weights, And then in between I do, you know, a lot of stretching and cardio and, uh, you know, I still eat very clean. You know, abs happen in the kitchen, not in the gym. It's all about the diet if you want to get that six-pack. But, I mean, training does help. Hello. But, you know, I just mix it. I just mix everything, you know. Um, I don't dive into heavy, heavy weights anymore. When I do train with weights, I do a lot of circuit. I do a lot of supersets and giant sets. You know, I just rip them out. So, you know, my workouts will last maybe 25 minutes in and out. You know, I'm still split. You know, shoulders, arms, chest, back, legs, and uh, get in and out of there. Just, just to stay in shape, toned. You know, you know just, uh, just enough, just what I would like to carry right now.
2: But, um, you know, but, yeah,
7: almost. You know, just. Know and uh, uh, don't mental. take this
2: next question the wrong way. Uh, you know, because uh, I know you don't have an ego like me. Because uh, you know, you are friends with me, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> My next question is, how many different uh, covers of uh, Muscle and Fitness have you been on? And uh, if we were to, like, go in your woman cave, would we find, like, uh, like a case of each magazine that you're uh, in, or would they be up on the wall? Um, tell us about that. You know,
7: that. I, I moved around a few times. Um, I moved back to Canada for a bit here, and so a lot of the stuff in California either sold or packed up. But, um, you know, I had an Austin, in California where I had some of my things hanging on the wall and my big, you know, billboard posters and covers. Yes, I did. Um, but now I don't. No, nah, I don't. And as far as having cases of my, I don't have. I may have, like, five of my <laughs> cover magazines. My mom and dad collected all of them. Uh, they've got cases somewhere, but unfortunately, both traveled to be with the Lord. So who knows what my brother did with their collection. But, you know, no, I don't. I don't have, you know. You know, people send me stuff to sign. I was like, Oh God, I forgot about that magazine. Yeah, you know, flip through it, you know, <laughs> before I sign it and send it back. Then it's things that, no, I, I just I haven't. I don't even have any of my trophies. So no, I don't. Yeah, I'm just bouncing around too much. So.
2: So, uh, so yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about uh, your parents passing, but you know. Uh, so you. think about this. Here's probably here's probably what your brother's doing okay he he's got cases oh of those God, things right't know and he well no he he's look he's probably got his own uh internet uh store. Hey, <laughs> this is my sister. Look here's a picture of right? me uh when i was when I was bigger than her, and uh when uh, I was stronger than her, and <laughs> this is her now, and uh if you if you buy this magazine right now, you send two hundred dollars plus shipping and handling. Uh, I'll get her to sign it. We'll send it to you, something like that by the way, has your brother ever asked you uh to send uh to sign anything no
7: no and and I've got two brothers, neither one of them are on the internet, so I don't have to worry about that but um, no, no, they don't you know they think it's cool they've always been you know supportive and proud of what they've done, but no, they've never asked me to sign no, I never you know no <laughs> here, here's my eight by ten enjoy you know I'm like no mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so it's like. So when they, when they got married, they're like, uh, they didn't introduce you as, uh, okay, here's my sister, uh, she's my bodyguard, she's a bodybuilder, and uh, if you want to talk to her after the ceremony, uh, she'll uh, be at the head table. Uh, Twenty five dollars for autograph to pay for our honeymoon, something like that.
7: Nothing like that. Nope.
2: Okay. Because I did that.
7: I because oh, I did really? that.
2: Yeah. During my wedding, I know I know you don't care, I'm gonna tell you anyway, during my wedding we actually had a roast of the icon. Uh and it was uh done for uh Comedy Central and uh uh you know basically how a celebrity roast works. Uh I heard stories that I wish people wouldn't have said but, uh, you know, it, it was kind of cool, and I, I did have a few celebrities there, and uh, I wish I would have knew you back then because I would have got you a spot at the head table, and then uh, I could have introduced you the way your brothers would.
7: Well, you know, next time, man.
2: Just don't forget. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, Sharon Renaud our guest here, and uh, we uh, we only have uh, five minutes here left with uh, uh, Sharon, and uh, uh, I'm hoping that you'd be willing to come on again. But, uh let me ask you this. When you uh, go into, like, a photo shoot for Muscles and Fitness, uh, do, they, uh, do they contact you saying, hey, we want you to be undercover, or do you submit a, uh, some, some uh, promo shots because uh, they're looking for a cover model? Kind of take us through how that works.
7: Well, you know, when I was uh, prior – okay, here we go. Prior to be under uh, contract, I was able to shoot for all the magazines. For Bob Kennedy, you know, for uh, I, I could shoot for Iron Man, I could shoot for muscular development, you know. I could, but once I got under the contract, you're contracted to only shoot weeder publications, and in the day there was only muscle Fitness and Flex, okay. <laughs> so, and you have an array of are athletes that we all want to be in it and or on the cover, right? So, I mean, you know, they're trying to spread the love around. No, um, I I was called into. Uh, Joe's office. Well, I would go visit him every every week, at least once a week, you know, the the office is in Woodland Hills. And um you know, he lives in California so I'd just take the drive on over to the valley and sit with him for a while. But he would tell me, he goes, I'm gonna show the cover of you. See and he just shot one of Rachel McClish and he showed up and he goes, See, that's not pretty, look how pretty she is and I was Oh, she guy love Rachel, you know, oh I'm gonna do the same thing for you. I'm like, No way you know, thank you, thank you. So yeah, usually it's when you got of cover we were told ahead of time. Um, other than that, it's like, no, you're, you called them for a shoot. We got, you know, the, the big specials coming up. Okay, you, I, we need you. you know, like, you, you get booked about a week ahead of time, whatever. Uh, so that's why you always have to stay in shape, not contest shape, but, you know, part of your contract is to always be in shape because especially living in California, you're right there by the studios and the photographers. You'd be called last minute, hey, I need you tomorrow for this particular shoot. So, no, you don't submit anything. It's part of your contract. And or even before the contracts, like, hey, you want to shoot with whatever photographer and uh, sure. And you're not always assured at that time you're going to be in the magazine, but they would sell, you know, to the to the publication. So you never had it's not like fashion modeling where you have to have an agent and they submit your your portfolio to, you know, whatever beauty houses. Right. You know, whether it be fashions or makeup or whatever, uh, then they choose the models they want. Once you get a good rapport with the photographer, then they always bring you in. Uh, with the body you know, fitness, especially in the day when the publications were kind of like, you know, fighting with each other, you know, for sales, right? You know, it was a fun time. They were trying to shoot all the athletes and get the pictures out first before the other one. So it was just like, you know, you just had to be there. Basically, you just had to be there, show up and be in shape and just, you know, the photographers and yeah, they were always especially at Gold's Gym. There was always photo shoots going on at Gold's Gym back in the day, you know, in the 80s and, and the 90s, you know. Every, even if you just wanted to go in to work out, you would be sure to see a photo shoot happening. So it was it was an open show, especially if you're a computer. You know, the photographers would usually come to you and say, hey, can I shoot you next week? Yeah, sure, let's do it, right?
2: Yeah. And I'm going to let you tell, uh, tell me yours, I'm going to tell you mine. Uh, what was uh, your favorite uh, cover that you were on uh, and favorite outfit, if that makes sense?
7: Well, I already told you the favorite cover I was on was, was Linda and Corey, and that was a flex cover. Um, the favorite cover with the favorite outfit, I would say it was uh, one of my solo covers, and I was in a leopard bikini, and I was on a beach. I don't know if you saw that cover, but anyway, it was, it was just yep, so California I'm looking at red. it right now. I just
2: loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, um, uh, my uh, favorite cover was actually on the collector's card I made for you when you were on the cover of Oxygen.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Allison, wearing, I was so glad
5: you
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those uh I, I knew that uh you that's why I, I knew you would like that card I made for you because I uh, had uh, uh your favorite cover, my favorite cover and our fans favorite cover. Our fans favorite cover is the uh Muscles and Fitness uh uh where you were talking about the silver bikini or, or swimsuit.
7: Right, yeah. And uh yeah, so now with, with the solo
5: cover, yeah. You know.
2: And uh, with, all the, uh, with all the stuff going on, uh, do you plan on uh, uh, being on any other magazine covers in the future, or are you kind of moved away from that?
7: Well, you know, wouldn't that be nice? But the publications aren't like they used to be. Back in the day, you know, to be in the public, you know, and again, like to be, there was only so many athletes. And again, you know, uh, the photographers had their favorites that they wanted to shoot. And if you're under contract and you've got to be on the cover or in the magazine, then, you know, that was an A+. plus. I mean, it, people don't realize how hard it was to get on the publication. But, you know, because there was no Internet in the day. But just like, you know, video killed the radio show. Okay, well, so <laughs> it's like Internet killed publications. I mean, they're nothing like they used to be. Nothing like they used to be. So, hey, I mean, I know they're still around. They're still floating around. There's a couple of, you know, fitness magazines and I hear muscle and fitness is coming back in a, a big strong way so I'm excited to see that happening but um you know back in the day it's like yeah I got the cover or, yeah I'm in muscle and fitness you know now it's like they don't it's, it's just not the same anymore because they're not as uh influential anymore they're just they're just not they're they're just not really around much anymore and you know now I was one of the and I get this to the day from people that have followed me in the 90s, okay? I, used to, I couldn't wait until the issue of Flex came out or Muscle Fitness or Muscle Mag, you know, and I had to pick it up and look at my favorites like Corey, you know, the guy. I, didn't, I never followed the guys because I was more interested in seeing what the competition looked like and what I might have to, you know, who am I going to face once I turn, for, you know, it's so exciting. I just want to see the photos and the lifestyle and, you know, but now it's not like that anymore. You know, people don't care because it, you've got the Internet. And there's thousands of athletes. <laughs> it's hard. To, I don't know who's who anymore. You know, I can't
5: keep up. Well,
2: but,
7: well you uh, know, it'd be really so cool.
2: What'd be really cool when Muscle Fitness comes out if they have like a like a feature thing like flashback, and then then they like say, uh, this was the cover uh, ten years ago, this month or this week or whatever, and then your your yeah. pictures there.
7: Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'll bring that up at the next meeting.
2: Well there you go. And uh when you when you get your uh when you get your big payday, you'll remember that the icon came up with the idea.
7: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the icon. He's right all the time. Uh
2: yeah, uh Sharon Renaud is our guest here. We got uh we got about uh, three minutes here left. Now, uh one other question I was gonna ask, uh, well actually two. Uh is do you have a favorite photographer you like to work with?
7: Oh man. A favorite. Uh no, there's too many. Um I you know, it, it's, it's a real it's a real tight between Ken Marcus, uh, Robert Reese, Bill Dobbins. Um, probably the top three. Uh, Michael Nevy is awesome as well. Uh you know, there's a lot. So no, I, I can't I I don't really have a favorite. Um, they're all different, you know, and, uh all their work is different. It's just, and you learn so much working with various photographers. But um, I, I can't
2: pick one. I can't do that. They're all great. <laughs> and uh, one, one other last question here: Like when you, when the magazine first comes out, and you pick up the, the, the magazine, and you page through it, uh, did you ever like one of such like? why did they use that picture or why oh. did they use that photo? Or, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, they that's <laughs> a great photo. I don't remember taking that.
7: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right on. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of times like, oh, God, why? come on, why that photo, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, and other times like, wow, that really turned out good, like better than I thought, you know, it's like because when you're, you know, and a lot of times, and, and I can say this because the photographers, they know me and, and they tell the same thing. A lot of times I brought my, my own ideas to the shoot. So I would coordinate my own, and, you know, they just click the camera. All right, Here, here's what we're doing today. All right. You know, other times, like the lingerie specials or the, or the swimsuit specials, they supply all the outfits and everything. You know, they had wardrobe there and that. But, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I love to play. Uh, David Paul. Uh, one of the Barbarian twins, he was an awesome photographer, and I loved working with him because he was so creative. I mean, we'd knock heads and we'd just come up with different stuff, not just flex the muscles, you know, and put the light over here. You know, it's just like I love creative stuff. But um, I tell you, though, I was thrilled when I, my first solo cover came out with Muscle and Fitness, and that, we're talking about that silver suit one, okay, with the, the pink Muscle and Fitness. I was at the Heathrow Airport. I was in London at Heathrow Airport and traveled to forget where I was going to or coming back from or whatever, but I remember walking by the newsstand and there was my cover. (laughs) I'm like, no way! You know, I mean, what a thrill that is. You know, because you spend years looking at the others on the covers and you never think that you would ever, you know, achieve that or be there or whatever. It's like, you know, I always wanted it. And now, well, there it is, you know. Stick to your dreams, folks. Don't give up on your dreams, man.
2: You know, make it
7: happen. Absolutely.
2: And the other thing I like about that cover is uh, you have, uh, I'm not just saying this, but you have the whitest teeth I've ever seen in my life.
7: (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I think it was my first Miss Olympia, and uh, ESPN used to run the shows, right? It used to air on ESPN. And um, I've got the video of it still, but anyway, the commentators were Joe Fowler and Corey Everson. And so you can hear them speaking while you know, and I'm now it's my turn. I'm on stage and I'm doing my free you know posing routine and the music's playing and everything else. So you know you can watch me and, and Corey goes, um, you know, Joe Powell is very complimentary. You know, what are her hair, what are her and she's like, and her teeth. I think she should do a Pepsodent commercial. I've never seen teeth so white. But of course, when I'm tanned, I mean I've red lipstick on, right? And then you know those your little white teeth just like kind of glow you know but yeah i i got told that a lot <laughs> what are, you, are those your teeth <laughs> are they <laughs> of course they're my teeth <laughs> yeah well, I i'll tell,
2: I'll tell you, you what you, you have been so awesome we love you and we we'll hope you'll be on again and uh thank you for That's joining awesome. us and taking time out of schedule to be with us we appreciate it
7: i loved it thank you all so much and hey i mean are is the rest of the crew still there they're so quiet
2: well, they, they get their home. shots into that, <laughs> that then, they, then they let me try and get a job But uh, we appreciate it Thank you for being with us You're awesome Thank, Thank you so guys. much for being on the Talk show Talk to you
7: later Take care
2: All right Bye-bye. One thing we got to do here real quick
0: You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM KNNZ FM Holly Fargo-Moorhead Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com.
2: And, uh, well, we only have a few minutes left of the show. Uh, Granny will be back with us next week. And, of course, Matthias will be back with us uh, next week. So, you know, Matthias, I'm kind of curious. You know, uh, of course, I'm the icon, and uh, we have Granny Hulkster. And uh, you like your new moniker, The Modern Nightmare?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was completely unexpected to be included in the host things when they do the tag, so that was pretty cool. Um, So so you don't have to constantly say, the man from your woman's dreams and your worst nightmare, Matthias, I will take the modern nightmare, because it's short, sweet to the point, it still puts me over in a way, so you know what, I'll accept it, I'll take it.
2: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, in the meantime, we uh, want everybody to uh, join us next week. We've got another big show next week, so will be checking out uh, our uh, Facebook page, uh, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, uh, for updates. Uh, the updates usually go up uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, we're going to have another big show next week. Uh, we'll all be back again next week. And uh, until then, we want to make sure that uh, you all be safe, love each other, care about each other. Join us next week, same time, same channel, and we will see you all next week. Until then, have a good one. You think
5: you know me.
0: Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses.
1: Deeks Pizza, 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Great tasting pizza made from scratch daily, perfect for lunch or those late night munchies. Two convenient locations in Fargo and West Fargo, all at the same number, 701-235-0708. Again, Deeks Pizza at 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Deeks Pizza, Fargo and West Fargo. Ordering is easy online at DeeksPizza.com or
0: with the Deeks Pizza smartphone. Now, you're listening to 89.1 Kens FM, KNMV, Holly Fargo Morehead, Independent Public Radio for Fargo Morehead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com.
1: From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marx. The White House is urging Russia to allow civilian evacuations to continue from a besieged steel plant in the Ukrainian Black Sea port of Mariupol. Though around 100 evacuees did reach safety within the last 24 hours, the Avastal factory has again been shelled by Russian forces. Hundreds of people are trapped, living in tunnels beneath it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Of course, it's it's positive that 100 civilians were able to depart. There's clearly more work that needs to be done. We continue to call for it, to press for it. Reporter Oz Kataji is following the humanitarian crisis in Mariupol from the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. For Vladimir Putin, strategically, uh, Mariupol would be sort of the major city on the way for him to build this land bridge between Crimea and, and the Donbass region. So it has strategic importance to him. With regards to uh, the steel plant, so that the, the entire city has fallen except for this five square kilometer steel plant, which is right on the coast that's completely surrounded by Russian forces. President Biden will travel to Alabama tomorrow to visit a factory that produces javelin anti-tank missiles. The White House says he will thank workers there for the extraordinary contributions those missiles have made to Ukraine's defense. The Russians said today they have hit and destroyed a strategic bridge that provides the only road and rail link from the southern part of the region surrounding Odessa to the rest of Ukraine. FSN's Will Denzilo is in the Latvian capital, Riga, beyond the reach of the Kremlin's reporting restrictions. Officials on the ground saying it could take some seven months to rebuild. This, of course, comes around 24 hours since an airstrip was auto-damaged Uh, by Russian forces, Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, vowing uh, that it will be rebuilt. New York City has raised its COVID-19 alert level as the number of new infections ticks up in the Big Apple. The city's health commissioner says the positivity rate is now 200 for every 100,000 people. And with the alert level now at medium, city officials are required to consider restoring mask mandates in schools lynn shulman heads the city council's health committee
4: it just shows that more people need to get vaccinated people aren't getting the booster there are people who aren't getting the second
1: shot either and that's really important the australian airline Qantas is to launch the longest non-stop commercial flight in the world Passengers will be in the air for 20 hours, travelling from Sydney to London. The service is due to start in 2025. It has been delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic. And Rod Stewart has given customers at a Glasgow pub a bit of a surprise. The 77-year-old singer showed up and pulled pints behind the bar after watching a local football fixture make mine a double. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The presidency of the United Nations Security Council is in the hands this month of the United States. And the Biden administration is sure to use its month at the helm of the world body to create more difficulties for Russia.